Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Welcome to the Making Geeks podcast. We are the podcast for makers, dads, and geeks. This is episode 107. I have two of my three co-hosts here with me tonight, Mr. Josh Price and Mr. Wes Swain. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Mark should be on his way, and uh, you'll I'm sure he'll say hi when he pops in. So you guys been up to this, actually, last two weeks. We kind of, uh, we took a week off last week. Yeah, you had to go do something, and that kind of started a cascade of everybody like, yeah, let's go do things. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up going to... Uh, a theme park here in Southern California called Knott's Berry Farm. I'm not really sure how well known that park is. I've heard of it. It's, um, well, I mean, it's well known here on the West coast, but I don't know if it really has any more notoriety than that, but we haven't been much anywhere this summer. So we had a chance to get out that day and that's kind of what happened. It was kind of impromptu. We had a good time. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that, um, later on in the show. Have you guys, what have you, what have you been up to? Traveling. We uh, took our vacation. We're on, I'm on vacation right now, actually. So if you're watching from YouTube, or if my audio sounds a little bit funky, um, it's not my normal setup. Uh, we're in Cape Cod, Massachusetts right now. We drove up, and on the way here, we stopped at Mr. Tony Rouleau's house, who's another fellow maker who has an annual water slide party where a bunch of other maker peoples and friends in the community kind of gather. It's the first time I went. I've been invited a couple years running, but that's the first time I was able to go and uh, had a good time. Um, Samantha and the Grant and uh, Catherine and I, we all had lots of time on the uh, slip and slides, 250 feet long. And they had people, um, his cousin was making a, uh, Poutine. Oh, was it? Was that that. Paul? Yeah, Paul. Yeah. Paul was making a bunch of crazy fair food last year. He didn't make poutine, though. It was all right. uh, (laughs) That was the first and only time I've ever had a fried Oreo. Yeah. And I don't think I ever need to do that again. So it was the last time, too. (laughs) Yeah. We drove up to his house in one day. We left at 7 is when we dropped the dog off at the... uh, Doggy Hotel and drove from seven to and we got his at his house at ten fifteen at night. Ooh. We stopped just for lunch, but we got snagged in the uh, rush hour traffic going through Jersey, New York area, Ugh. and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that added probably like three hours, or approximately two hours or so, something like that. We had to stop a couple of times, but um, yeah, that was a long haul. And then the next day, after the uh, slip and slide thing, we drove across from the west side of Massachusetts to the east side, like straight across the entire state. <laughs> and that was interesting. Um, the, that was cool how the landscape changed. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I don't really think of Massachusetts as being like mountainous or any sort of rocky, but it is. It's, it's pretty. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. And uh, drove up into Cape Cod. We're at Airbnb right now. Uh, at the time you're hearing this, we'll probably be on the way back home, if not home already. Uh, thereabouts, and uh, we had a good time so far. We've um, gone on a whale watch, saw um, humpback whales and a couple different varieties, and uh, cool. went on a scenic train ride. 
and uh, went to the beach, which is interesting if you've never been to the Cape Cod area to the beaches. They uh, on the bay side, the tides go out like really, really far, so you can like walk probably like a mile to where normally there you would have been underwater for quite some time um, at low tide, and so it leaves like these little puddles and kind of. Um, areas that it catches little critters and stuff. So there's like hermit crabs running around like from a pea size all the way up to like a quarter size. We caught like 30. We just got tired of catching them in like this bucket. So we're like, all right, we'll let them go. There's just so many. And uh, it was cool. A lot of little minnows and digging holes and all that kind of sort of stuff. So we're going to do that again tomorrow. And had ice cream a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Little ice cream shops and whatnot. And yeah. It's a good vacation time. Oh, and today at the um, the train, we stopped at a maker-related location. It's uh, the name escapes me at the moment, but it's a glass blowing uh, place. It's the oldest glass factory in the U.S. Um, hmm. Let me see. Here's the here's the name of it. It's called Pearpoint. It's not the original name, but it's it was established in 1837. It's pretty cool. So they actually have glass blowing demonstrations, and you actually get to go like to the fur- around the furnaces and watch them do all the stuff. They do like a lot of sculpture stuff. Um, oh. One wine glass it was like a hundred dollars. So yeah. just to give you, a, that's probably like their basic thing. Everything else had like all these crazy. They're able to like trap like like uh, air bubbles into these sculptures, and they keep adding other colors on the outside and stuff. And they're all crazy. I didn't know they could do the stuff that. They showed, and a lot of the molds that they use are from the 1800s for all these different crazy, like you imagine like a glass sculpted uh, pineapple with all the texture. That's the kind of like detail looking stuff they are able to do there. It's crazy. They show all the different additives and stuff they put in to get different colors. It was interesting. I could have probably spent like an hour just watching them. It's pretty hypnotic. Yeah, Tiff tried to get me a glass blowing class here in Louisville for my birthday. But the guy said it was like insanely too hot outside, which made it insanely too hot on the inside. He's like, especially for someone who's never done this before. So I guess in October, we're going to go back and do their like full day class, which I'm super excited. I've always been intrigued by like glass blowing, how beautiful it is. Oh, and I guess I'll save it for the geeking out. There's another thing I'll add on at the end. Just remind me something else I saw. (laughs) Well, I have had, I want to say the week off, but it's not really a week off. Uh, Bob's been on vacation, so instead of working on his project, I've got to work on my own. But I still had to go in every once in a while to take care of things, you know, put out videos and check on sponsor stuff and use the 3D printing farm to print Blade Runner guns. And uh, came back and fixed up my workshop. So I have my my dust collector, my garage, which I'm sure a lot of people have the same thing. Like all of the, I only have two outlets, and they're both on the same GFI plug that like the kitchen and the outside uh, outlets are on. So we have a pump for the pool, and if I were to turn on my dust collector, it routinely trips the breaker. So I can't run my dust collector and any of the tools in there at any given moment, or it just it dies. So. I put in a dedicated 20-amp circuit just for the dust collector alone. Crawled up into the attic and got all deadly sweaty and hit my head on a bunch of nails and ran wires. and So now I, I got to add my own 
little label to our fuse box in our house. So it's cool now because I have my remote control that I had forever so I can run all my tools and I can turn the dust collector on and everything is nice and clean and I ran all the ducting so it was really satisfying. And we, uh, my wife wanted to do the ceiling in our entryway with like walnut planks so where it just looks like a walnut floor but on the ceiling. And then we swapped it out for some trendy Pinteresty looking light fixtures with Edison bulbs and Made some headway on the big built-in wall or built-in like storage shelves, cabinets kind of thing. Got all those pieces cut and then little by little, we're going to work on painting those and installing all those. So big projects around here. I actually had time to tackle some of those. So it was really nice. Yeah. Well, Mark is not with us right now because Mark is doing daddy duty. Double daddy duty. Yeah. <laughs> He's duty. putting kids to bed and... The new baby, I'm sure, is keeping them all awake. So he'll be with us when he's with us. But he's 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 properly occupied as a new dad. His dad pillar is overwhelming him at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Sean, you wanted to talk about uh, amusement parks, right? Because you went to what was it called? Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, there was it was an actual farm where they grew berries at one point, and they used the land to develop a a theme park and a lot of it still features a lot of the homegrown stuff that they had at one time. Uh, it has a, it has a Western theme to it. And at the same theme park is where they have the uh, famed, at least famed here on the West coast Halloween haunts every year, which they were probably even more well known for. And one of the reasons why I was thinking about the theme park thing is this is the first theme park that my kids have gone to that had, any real intense rides. They've been to Disneyland, but Disneyland, even though they have a couple of rides that are, that are fast, they're not intense the same way. They're not jarring and they're not regular roller coasters. They're all themed and they're all protected in some way. And the kids went on some really intense roller coasters. And as a parent, I'm not sure that I made the right decision, even though that they were tall enough. Um, I'm not even sure I made the right decision for myself to go on them at this point in time. And I used to love roller coasters. And you guys are in different parts of the country, and I know that you've probably visited more theme parks than I have. So I thought it would make for an interesting topic, especially from personal point of view and preference, but also as a parent and that experience. Because I, I think I like theme parks less as an adult because I've kind of gotten that old man mentality. I hate I hate waiting in line. Although I have a unique get out of free card because, you know. I, yeah, you do. And I, I feel a little bit weird exploiting that, but yeah, I use it. I mean, <laughs> well, You're that guy. I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm, not a, I'm not faking no, words, I'm to the park with you. I'm not faking well, as a podcast, As a podcast for dads, if you have a stroller, a lot of those same parks will let you go to like the end of the line, leave the stroller there, and like mommy goes and rides the ride through like the the exit, skipping the line. You, she gets off, high fives dad. She takes a stroller, then you go on. Because Tiff never and I went seen to. That. Oh, yeah, we went to Bush Gardens, Waynesburg. We don't have it here. We got through that entire park with that. And they're like, oh, yeah, come on in. Like, we thought we were doing something wrong. And now you just, you walk up the outway with a stroller and you just kind of hang out while your other person goes and does the ride. You get off, smack hands, and now it's your turn. It was awesome. In Disney, it's called a rider swap. Disney World. I don't think they have that here in, in Anaheim or with uh, Disneyland. I'd be surprised if they didn't. 
Mm-hmm. He was not well it. known. And even when I was told that I could do it, I felt uncomfortable doing it. So I'm imagining it's not a very popular thing. Mm-hmm. But I'll it, was, down. it was pretty spectacular. In Disney World, it counts as a fast pass. So you get to go in the fast pass line, at least half of you, with the kid. Well, the, the, then, the fast pass yeah. is something you actually have to purchase right. um, at some parks. Yeah, that, that's different. It's not the same thing as a ride swap, though. And I, Mark's almost five feet tall now, so I don't think he's going to fit in a stroller too well. Yeah, true. You eventually grow out of that awesomeness. Yeah. But for those of you who still have strollers, go ride all the good stuff. But man, I hated amusement parks when I was a kid. Like growing up in Florida, like we have all the good ones. Or not all the good ones. There's a lot in like the Midwest and Cedar Point and things. And those are apparently like the best of the best. But I mean, we had Bush Gardens and Disney and there's Legoland now and there's Six Flags in Atlanta and I hated every one of them. I didn't want to get on any of those rides. I, I told you guys the story about when I got kicked off of, uh, off of a ride at Legoland, right? No. Were we not doing the podcast that time? I don't know. Yeah, I got kicked out of a, off a ride at Legoland for having a prosthetic. Mm. I, I waited all the way through the line, got out of the ride, and the one says, oh, you can't ride the ride. You have a prosthetic. The uh, the manufacturer of the ride said that in case of an emergency, you wouldn't be able to vacate fast enough. Hmm. And if I wasn't in front of a bunch of kids, I would have responded a little bit differently. But I was I was pissed. Like you waited that entire time, me waiting in line, and now I get mm-hmm. in the ride, and now you tell me. And I was I was really upset about it. I didn't I didn't do anything. Um, I had a couple of my friends who were lawyers that wanted to sue. <laughs> I but I, I didn't want to take that route. It just, it was interesting. You probably could have ranted and got some free stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't like doing that though. Yeah, I was upset though. It's called Lego Land, not Legless Land. Oh, it's like I'm a Bionicle. <laughs> bionicle. <laughs> you freaking guys! Every time something comes up, Bionicle. I got a sponsor. I got Lego sponsor here. Uh, I remember, like, even as a. I would say my first real roller coaster, I had to have been 11 or 12. like, And that's going to amusement parks like more than regular as a kid. And I remember my parents would get so pissed. They'd be at like, they'd wait in line with me up to the front. And they're like, all right, you're going to do this, right? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And then it's time to get into the car and I'd start freaking out. Like, I don't want to get on this. And then my mom would get super pissed because she loved roller coasters. And she would have to like, go wait with me because it would be like abandoning your child. I'm pretty sure if I had to just like sit over in the corner crying while my mom went on these rides, she would get so mad. And now I feel for her. But at the time I'm like, I don't care. I'm not doing that. It's scary. And I'm not having it. And I, yeah, just like you're saying, I probably could have told you this like an hour ago when we initially stood in line for space mountain, but no, nah, I don't want to do it. But I said, you go, so you were in Virginia. Did you go to Kings dominion a lot? Oh yeah, yeah. That was a frequent visitor mm-hmm. uh, location. Um, my uncle used to take. I grew up with my grandparents, and in, in when I was in Richmond, and uh, my uncle was the guy who was super into roller coasters. So he would take me to Kings Dominion, and at the time there was one called Shockwave, which was a stand-up roller coaster. You're standing the entire time while you do, and has has a loop and everything. At the mm-hmm. beginning, and it does like a corkscrew, like like a, like flushing a toilet kind of action <laughs> as you're going down, and some other kind of uh, inversions and stuff. 
But uh, that was like the pinnacle that I always distinctly remember him riding, and I wish I could ride it. And I, I was, I think I was scared the first time I did it. I'm pretty sure I was, but like that was my first. Um, if I can get past this, I can do anything kind of ride. And so after that, I was like hooked. And then we did push gardens from time to time. They had, I think they had a little, at the time they had a little edgier uh, roller coasters. They had mm-hmm. the Big Bad Wolf, which yep. isn't that edgy compared to Shockwave. But they had one, uh, the names escaped me. It's been longer. They had the Loch Ness Monster longer. there. Yeah, Loch Ness Monster, yeah. They had a couple, they, there's some of the names that escaped me at the moment just because I haven't been there as recent. But in, uh, when I was in the Navy, Catherine worked at, Kings Dominion and some of the gift shops for a summer. So I got in for free hmm. and got in like an hour before the rest of the crowd when I visited. And that was pretty awesome because they had the volcano roller coaster, which was at the time, I like looking this stuff up when I'm in waiting in line. But at the time, I think it was like the first magnetically like induction uh, roller coaster from zero to 70 in like two seconds or something. And you actually, it's a giant mountain that they built. It's all steel and stuff, but from the outside, it looks like a big-ass mountain. And they sh- have fire shooting out the top, like it's huh. erupting. And when you're waiting in line, you actually go into the mountain and corkscrew in, and that's where you start, is at the bottom of the mountain. And they launch you, and you're kind of, uh, it's a dangle coaster, so the co- their track is above you, and it's a sp- suspended car below it, and your feet are kind of free-floating. And... Uh, yeah, you, you see the thing rocket off with all the people in it while you're waiting in line. You're just like, what? You just see him just disappear. And the whole time it's like twisting and turning and like it's like a giant knot inside of the co- inside of the mountain. And you see the opening at the top and the fire starts shooting out before you get there. And you like shoot up the top of the, the volcano and flip backwards out of you, as you come out like out of the opening. That's it's pretty cool. intense. Um Unfortunately, now they, they don't have the fire going anymore, but at the time, it was pretty spectacular, and it's, it was super smooth, and I got to get in line for that when the park wasn't open, so I think I rode like three or four times. Um, but uh, yeah, we had a lot of fond memories uh, of the different parks. Um, I never did Disney as a kid. I always wanted to, but never got the chance, but Bush Gardens in uh, Williamsburg and the uh, Kings Dominion Richmond were my the only, really, the only two coaster kind of establishments I went to before I became an adult. Um, after that, we went, Catherine and I had our um, our uh, honeymoon in Universal. Um, in Orlando? So in Orlando, yeah. We stayed at the uh, Hard Rock Hotel, where, which is pretty cool. They actually have uh, swimming pools where you, they pump music underwater. You can hear the music kind of just, you know distorted, but <laughs> I guess it's how Ariel would listen to music under hmm. the sea but uh, you get like advanced passes and stuff to get it like the incredible hulk roller coaster and some of the other one. one yeah they were good and then we did a uh i guess this counts as a theme park we went to discovery cove in orlando mm-hmm. with the dolphins is, and stuff yeah yeah that, that's one you're it's easily overlooked because it's not it doesn't have any coasters but it is technically a theme park um but it has like a dolphin experience. You pay a little bit more. Basically, you, you go in and they have the crowd is controlled. Only a certain amount of people are allowed in the park at any given time. So you don't have like a ton of people that you're waiting through the entire time, which is nice. They have man-made um, beaches. They have like a lagoon that encircles the whole, pretty much the whole park that has like 
manta rays and stingrays that they take the barbs out and all kinds of crazy fish and it's like a man-made reef and they give you like a vest that makes you slightly more than neutral buoyant so you don't have to really exert much effort to swim and you have like snorkel equipment and you just kind of look and just kind of it's like a lazy river equivalent of a mixed with like an aquarium kind of experience it's pretty cool and you go underwater at certain points and you see like a shark like coming at you you're like, oh crap! And you realize that they're just underwater. There's a glass wall, and the uh, shark is only visible when you're underwater. And they have like other kind of tanks, like barracudas and stuff, that are kind of isolated from you. But it, underwater, you can't tell. <laughs> Wonder how many it's people crap themselves if they don't know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then you pay a little bit extra. It was all inclusive. You can eat as much as you want. Uh, for the food and stuff, and I think beer was included. Nah, I don't remember exactly, but you could pay additional to have a dolphin experience. So you get like 45 minutes hanging out with a dolphin. You do like the they teach you the different hand signals to interact with them. You feed them fish and like kind of feel what they fe- te- check out what they feel like, and then you get to actually like ride a dolphin. You hang onto their fin and they pull you through the water. It's really cool. I would definitely do it again. Um, so, but the park itself was a little bit expensive, but you got a free ticket to uh, Aquatica, which is the SeaWorld um, uh, water park in Orlando. And then you also got a, a choice of a ticket, either SeaWorld or Busch Gardens Tampa, including uh, transportation. So we're like, Busch Gardens Tampa, let's do that. Yeah, that's a way better bus. choice. Yeah, and we took a bus to Bush Garden. So, like, we went to three parks for the cost of a little bit more of expensive of one. But I would definitely recommend. I don't know if they have that package available anymore. But it's when Samantha gets old enough for Grant, we're gonna do that. <laughs> Bush Gardens Tampa is a good one. They've got a lot of concentration of really good roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Would Would you say you had your anniversary there? Or your honeymoon. Uh, honeymoon. Hey, okay. Mark. What's up, buddy? I, hey, yeah, Mark. Sorry. Toddlers, right? Um, <laughs> we, know, we know how it is. Um, no, I, I was really trying to make a mall rats joke about jaws popping out of the water or something. Oh, it's <laughs> funny. Like I, I couldn't yeah. shoehorn it in. <laughs> I got engaged at Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Mr. Toad's Wild Red. No, I did a, a. It was a caricature that a guy was drawing of me and Tiffany, and then he did the like, "Will you marry me?" thing on the caricature. And the. Oh, nice the old frontier place across from where they smoke all the turkey legs <laughs> at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. It's a magical place. But the Universal down in Orlando is super fun. And when I was in college uh, in Orlando at UCF, they used to have UCF night. It was like 9 o'clock when the park, or whatever time the park shut down. Um, they let all the students in for free. And it was maybe 500 or so or 1,000 whatever students. So, and they served beer. So there's a bunch of like drunk college kids all around this park. And I remember seeing this guy, uh, try to punch some velociraptors on the Jurassic park, like big boat ride thing. And people would take those plastic, like blue bud light bottles. And at the end, when the T-Rex tries to come down and bite you, and then you go down the like big log flume type hill, you look up and there are a bunch of beer bottles in the T-Rex's mouth. (laughs) But yeah, like I went to, um, was it Six Flags over Georgia in Atlanta? And I rode the All American or Great American Scream Machine, this big wooden roller coaster. And my mom finally mm-hmm. convinced me to get on it. And I thought it was awesome. My mom that was, was like, the, really? That's Rolling Thunder, isn't it? No, not at the time. 
or when I was there, it was the whatever screen machine, all American or great American something screen machine. Because I, I know for my Six Flags, the screen machine, I don't even know if that's still in operation. The one in um, Jersey? Yeah. It is. It might be. We stayed, yeah, we stayed at the RV park that was right beside it. A bunch of loud, obnoxious people. We didn't know that it was right outside of Six Flags. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was the red, white, and blue one. And then the wooden roller coaster was Rolling Thunder. And that's the one to this day everyone's still scared to death of because it's it's been there for my entire life. And like, how is the wood still there? Yeah, and that was kind of my mom's argument. She's like, "This, you liked this? It's like it was so jarring and like I hate, I hate wooden roller coasters. And oh well, yeah, now I do. At As the time, adult, I'm like, okay, yeah. I will only ride wooden roller coasters. It was the one thing I had experience with. And then we went to. Hershey, Pennsylvania, and they have an amusement park at the Hershey Plank Hershey Park. And we rode the Great Bear, which is one where your feet dangle. And like there was it was kind of rainy, so there was not a long line, and I didn't have time to object. Like we just went through all the line and it was like get on and go. And they strapped me in a little thing, and I was like, This is blissful. It's like everything was so smooth, and it's like you're flying. And my mom's like, Finally, you can <laughs> quit your whining and you can ride roller coasters with me. And then it was just it's time to go. Every single one. Let's do it. That's awesome. Sadly, when I was at the theme park last week, I had this realization that I can't ride those roller coasters where your feet dingle anymore because my <laughs> leg will go flying off. Can you can't put you, it in a, the can't little you, like, locker? Give it? Okay, yeah. so I could. I could take it off and then go to the roller coaster, but there's a certain pride element that I, I don't want to do it. <sighs> I don't just want to hand take, it to the operator and you haul ass out of this you station. Should yeah, just, I, just, I, feel I like, just take it off and be like, could you hold that? I had for all those thoughts. I had all when those thoughts. Oh. I just I don't want to do it. When you're going up, you should just toss it to someone in the crowd. <laughs> like have somebody <laughs> waiting like and just scream <laughs> super loud and just like <laughs> toss it off. <laughs> and then when you get done, have somebody go. That would on the hurt net somebody. That would it. that could kill somebody from up like going up. It's part yeah. titanium. That's the worst part is the going up. I hate that part so much. I took my kids on a, a wooden roller coaster called Ghost Rider at Knott's Berry Farm. And I thought I was literally going to give them a heart attack. Huh. My son's chest was all puffed out. I had to feel his heart to make sure he's okay when it was done. And yeah, I don't I don't think they were quite ready for that, even though they were tall enough. And then we went on this other one. It was called Sidewinder, which I don't think I'm, I'm ever going to go on again. The roller coaster itself didn't seem that bad, but each each car had four people sitting in it, but it would spin and turn the entire oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not as young as I used to be. I just had that realization. I used to love roller coasters, but I it's pretty jarring on my body now. I don't mind drops uh, or inversions. But spinning rides, I don't besides Gravitron where you can't really see out I don't really, I don't get sick, but I just don't care for them as much as mm. like drop based activities, I guess. Like they have a drop tower at a King's Dominion. It's like 350 feet mm-hmm. tall. I'll do that all day long. See, Tiff doesn't like to drop stuff. She doesn't like spinning mm. stuff. And she doesn't like dropping stuff. And so there's like, there's the towers that are purposely like in um, Islands of Adventure down at Universal. It's like Dr. Doom's little drop or whatever. And then the one in Bush gardens, Tampa is super cool because it takes you up the really tall drop tower thing. And then it leans you forward 90 degrees. So when you fall, you fall face first. 
It's super cool. It Where is, is super crazy. Yeah, you go all the way to the tip top, and Where? then Bush Gardens, Tampa. Oh, yeah. You go all the way to the top, and you get a nice view, and then it's just, it just rotates you forward 90 degrees so that your whole chest and tummy and everything is pointed straight at the ground. And then they drop you, and then when you get toward the bottom, it kind of does that little G-Shock kind of bounce thing, but it, oh, it was I, so I've been on one like that, yeah. Yeah, Tiff won't have any part of those. I won't do it again. That was years I ago. I was one like that. I always wanted to ride the Superman coaster. I've never been to a Six Flags, but I always want to ride the, the Superman when it like, suspends you in that similar orientation mm-hmm. and you go through the coaster like that. It seems like fun to me. But Yeah, ours is different than we have here because we, we have a Magic Mountain not far away from me, and our Superman ride is basically um, you sit in a car and it has the magnetic um, acceleration, and it pushes you um, up at 100 miles an hour, a couple hundred feet in the sky, and then pushes you down at 100 miles an hour. So <laughs> it's a Superman branding, but it's not the Superman coaster um, <laughs> that I think I've seen other places. I know what you're talking about, though. I've never got a chance to do those either. Where you, I guess it, it yeah, kind of I mean, starts at the foot dangly, and then it rotates you, and then you go. Yeah. yeah. Start off like Batman, the old Batman ride, and then you lay down. Have you had any scary uh, situations on roller coasters before? Just the rolling thunder because that one doesn't have the five-point harness. It's just got the thing across your lap. So when you go up over a bump, there's a big, huge, like, thing on top of you. So you actually come out of your seat, and if your hands are up in the air, you get really scared because you think you're going to whack it. What, you made a face? Yeah. Uh, Kings Dominion, there's a relatively new coaster uh, in the last couple of years. It's one of the newer ones. Uh, it's called the Intimidator 305. It's named after Dale Earnhardt. And so it did its job. <laughs> okay, whenever you go to, whenever I've been there, even on busy days, there's no line for huh. this coaster. I think it literally does intimidate people, and like only a select few go on it. I, they probably like lose money on it, honestly, if they were like to track usage, because I'm always surprised how little people there are. You can get off and get right back on, even on the busiest summer day. <laughs> so, so what's the what's the gimmick of it? What's so it's it's called. It's in a class of coasters called a Giga Giga Coaster, which they're taller and like longer than most. I'm looking at Wikipedia because I don't remember all these stats, but I always look them up when I'm in line, like I was telling you. Uh, it's 305 feet high. That's the height that you climb to. Okay. And then it has an 85-degree drop. Oh, crap. <laughs> 85 degrees. And you reach a max speed of 90 miles an hour, and it has you experience 4.5 Gs. At the bottom. That's pretty good. Um, and uh, it's, it lasts for three minutes. And there's like three inversions or something. And like all kinds of crazy stuff. That's and a long time for a roller coaster. It's really long. Yeah. And I went with Catherine's sister who listens to the podcast. And I won't mention her name just because she might be embarrassed. But whatever. She wrote it. <laughs> and <laughs> she... Uh, basically, I think she black, like blacked out or something because there's parts of it she didn't remember. Is that right, Catherine? Something like that. And, uh, yeah, she doesn't remember parts of it. <laughs> and she looked kind of Space Cadet-y. A little, so, little pale at the end of it. Yeah. And so then a couple of years later, Catherine and I had a day off 
from kids. And we went up to King's Dominion for the day. And we rode it three or four times or something. And after the first couple of times, uh, we're going up the big hill and we're going down and do it like the part where they take a picture of you. I look over at Catherine and she's kind of like her head's like kind of slumped a little bit. And I'm like, Hey, you all right? Is that fun? And you can't really see their heads that well. Cause they have like the padding on the sides of the, the head for your ear, like prevent ear boxing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think she ended up blacking out a little bit too. And she didn't realize it. Um, so I think that happens to a lot of people on that coaster. I was trying to look it up and see if a lot of people say that. And in the reviews, there are a lot of people that have a kind of out-of-body kind of experiences. Like she, they talk about like, it was like I was in the coaster. This is with Betsy, I think she said. Well, I just said her She's name. She's not going to say her name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she was riding and she kind of like saw herself riding it or something. Some sort of weird like mm experience but right. uh, it causes so, astral projection it's yes, so fast exactly. it rips your soul from your body <laughs> yeah it does the shank song mortal Kombat <clears throat> fatality on you yeah so i mean i like it still but i can definitely see how some people react have reactions i mean it's pretty intense i want to try it now yeah you should <laughs> my worst was at bush gardens williamsburg the day that we got engaged um it was on the apollo's chariot which was a cool ride. It was a, I don't know if it was that one or anyway, it was one where your feet dangle and I was on the outside and I guess I didn't push down the, you know, the thing that comes down over your shoulders and it has the little seatbelt clip in it. That seatbelt clip saved the day because we were doing the little corkscrew like sideways and my shoulder harness thing that, you know, comes down over shoulders and across your abdomen, like pop forward. And I started sliding sideways. And so I was about half in the seat and half out of the seat. And so I, like, the picture of me, you can see half of my face and this, like, look of just death. And so I had to push myself against the shoulder thing, which the seatbelt was keeping kind of taut now, and pushing myself into the back of the chair and, like, scooching my butt back into the seat proper. And Tiff was next to me going, like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, It's like you can. It was early on in the ride, and I'm like, "God, how long is this effing roller coaster?" And I remember just I had to shove myself in the back of the seat, and I was so tired, and I was so sweaty, and I was I was lucky that I brought like two shirts that day. I don't really remember why, but I completely soaked through sweat in that shirt, and I had to go change. And then I think later on in the day I proposed, but I was like, "Man, that would have sucked if you'd have died falling out of this freaking roller coaster." But the ride was awesome, if not for that part. Like, I want to go back and do it proper. And I'm sure I would have had fun. But no one got decapitated. I felt like I was going to fall out. Is there a ride that you will not ride? I haven't found one yet. I think Cedar Point. Just about anything. Like, when you see Cedar Point, which I think is in Ohio or Michigan somewhere. Um. Somebody that I knew in high school was from there and kept talking about where we were going to go. And he would show me all these videos of these roller coasters and like people like peed themselves. And there's ones that pretty much like go straight up, hit an apex and go like straight back down with a spiral. Like, so that place in my mind has me revert back to like my 10 year old self where it's like, nope, not doing that. 
but I don't know why. Like I've flown around in helicopters, done crazy weirdo things, dangling from cables. Those things are theoretically far less dangerous than the stuff that I did before. But there's still that like high school part of me that's like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> there, there's one in King's Dominion called. It used to be called the Outer Limits. It was another magnetic induction kind of zero to 50 or whatever one it's inside a, a building that they kind of built around it was like area 51 theme thing and it might have been smooth when they first launched the coaster but it's not smooth anymore and it's another one of those where your head's in between these like kind of padded things well they're not padded enough for one thing so your head hmm. like pinball machines between these yes. two rails and you it should be sponsored by Tylenol because you seriously get a headache <laughs> as soon as you get off. Like it feels like you've been beaten up. And I've I've ridden it maybe three times in my three or four times in my lifetime, and I re- refuse to get on that because I'm scared, but be just just because I don't want a headache. Yeah. Because <laughs> it because I tried time. it a couple times as an adult. Like let me let me try it again. Try to like keep your head back or keep your head against one of the sides or any sort of you know orientation change to limit this effect, but it doesn't help. You just end up with a headache. It sucks. That's the Kumba at Bush Gardens, Tampa. It's like it's a big one. I think you're like four people wide, four or five people wide by like a bunch of people behind you. It's the same thing. It's supposed to be really smooth and it's all independent. All the rows are. But I remember getting off that thing feeling like I just tried to go to the moon. <laughs> it was just violently shaking all around. Yeah. The, I guess this sort of counts. The other thing I don't really care for, I, I didn't care as much as a kid, but my imagination is a lot better now as an adult. So, like, state fair rides, those kinds oh. of rides that are meant to be disassembled quickly. Carney rides? Yeah, I don't really yeah. like riding nah, like, man. a lot of those because they're meant to fall apart to put them on a truck. <laughs> and they, they've had actual accidents in the last couple of years in North Carolina state fair where people have thrown off and... I think a person got killed in the last couple of years. I'm like, I'm good. I'll pass. Mm-hmm. The one that comes to mind that I know that I would not ride is it's kind of like a carny ride. The one that you see the carnival where you have like this sphere that you sit in, they pull you back down like this rubber band and shoot you at the sky. Yeah. And oh, slingshot things. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I wouldn't I- do it. I w- Great Adventure by me has one of them, and I want to try it, but I'm also like, I don't know. That That is one of those iffy ones for me, because I'll get on most anything, but like the ones I stay away from are like the spinny ones. Where the, I, I don't know if it was Great Adventure. I'm pretty sure it was, but they had one where you, you stood against a wall, and they had padded uh, panels behind you. And when it spun fast enough, the panels actually slid up in the air. It's like Gravitron. Gravitron. Gravitron, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I can't do spinny anymore. I, I get too nauseous. But most anything else, like I'm, I'm deathly afraid of heights, but I'll try and do it anyway. And they have the one, it's like space drop or something where you just go up really high and then they just drop you real fast. But... Have you, any of you done the one where it's got like the two arm towers and it's kind of like it has a bungee between them and it similar to the slingshot one, but they pull you up and kind of let go of you and you just like, it's like a giant swing. My mom did that. I would do that. I've, I've done that one. 
I kind of want to do that bungee chair thing like you're talking about. Like, there's a lot of places back home along the beach that have it. Yeah. Um, I've never found anybody that is, I guess, as reckless as I am that would try it with me. <laughs> I'll try it with you. I'll try it with you. Hmm. Have fun. I've never done it. Why not? <laughs> no. I want to jump out of an airplane. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. I would rather jump out of an airplane than do that dumb thing. I think so, too. I, do, I, think I don't I'm know why. Camp. I, I kind of want to do, did you guys see that zipline thing that goes across the entire strip of Vegas? Yeah, I don't care about that. I've seen it, though. I would kind of, I kind of want to do that just for the sake of uh, ziplining that far. That seems kind of fun. I just remember when you guys were talking about spinny stuff, the stupidest roller coaster I ever got on was when I was at Oktoberfest in Munich, Germany. Uh, so Oktoberfest, like everybody thinks, is just like a bunch of beer all over the place and a bunch of people just like getting drunk, singing songs. Eating schnitzel. Right? But when we went there, like they have these massive tents, the fest tents, and that's where all the people are drinking beer and the Oompa band is playing and the people with the, the ladies with the, all the steins and the pretzels and stuff. But outside of that, there is no beer. It's just, it looks like the fair, like the county kind of fair. There's big rides and there's like, you know, food vendors and stuff. And you're just kind of walking around. So the first day we went, uh, like we were very upset. We couldn't find anything to drink. We're like, this is kind of crap. And so the next day we had to get there super early. We got in at like seven in the morning, started drinking until about 11, got out. And I'm like, I want to ride that ride with a friend of mine and got on the like, rotating and spinny like multi-axis kind of thing like a gyroscope yeah it was on like a big long arm and so you're spinning on a long arm around a central pivot and then the thing you're in spins on a different axis and man if you've never ridden a, a spinny roller coaster just like completely inebriated it is a whole other experience and I remember get, Tiff took a picture of me when I got off and I was just like completely doubled over. Like I didn't get sick or throw up or anything, but like the spinning wouldn't stop. <laughs> and I had to like sit down for a while you can, until you the can world do that with a little down. more alcohol too. <laughs> Man, it was so crazy. And that was one of my favorite pictures. I don't know. I just remember that of me just like completely doubled over my arms and dangling down and it looked like I was dead. <laughs> but I remember that ride and it being fun on a whole different weird realm. I don't know. It was neat. I've never ridden a ride inebriated and that was the first and only time. And it was quite an experience. I don't think I ever have actually. Now, how about as an adult and as a parent, do you feel the same way about theme parks and rides going with your kids? If you've gone with your kids yet. See, I got lucky because my daughter loves the horses, so she just wants to ride the merry-go-round. Hmm. And I completely understand what my dad did when he took us when we were little because he used to pack just like he'd have two or three coolers just packed of stuff. And we'd be like, we're hungry. Can we have this? Like, no, we're going back out to the car. But it's so far. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, now $24 I, now for I, hamburger. Yeah, twenty foot. God Almighty, we we went. Me and Tracy took Thea there last fall, and it was it was like 
food. It, it was like cafeteria, high school cafeteria food. Mm-hmm. And it's eighteen dollars. Yep. And a beer a beer was twelve. I'm like yep. you wow, like that's that should be illegal because that's that's insane. See Legoland in Florida is right across the street from a Publix, which is just like awesome southern grocery store. Yeah. That makes like sandwiches and stuff, and you can bring whatever you want to in Legoland. They don't care. They don't have a whole lot to eat there to begin with. And so your first stop when you go to Legoland down in Florida is go across the street to Publix, grab a bunch of food, and then go in and have yourself a good time. But those, those are the only roller coasters Deacon's ever been on are the two at Legoland in Florida. He kind of liked them, I think. Uh, it, it took a little coaxing, but he eventually did it. So he may be like me where... He's only ridden those, and so those are the only good ones in the entire world until I eventually break him down when he's old enough you know, to go on a proper one. And then that may be his new standard. So I feel like he's going to have the same experience I did, which is going to suck for me, just like it sucked for my mom when I did it at the time. But I think I'll be a little more patient with him because I know it's coming. Yeah, I'm not sure how Samantha will react. Um... The last time we went to King's Dominion, she was just too short to ride much of anything, I believe. Uh, we went to Disney, and she was able to ride most of the stuff most recently. And I think she never had an issue with any of them. I think she rode, like, the, there's like a goofy barnstormer little um, roller coaster at a Magic Kingdom, I think. And uh, some of the other larger coasters she couldn't ride on. Like Aerosmith. The rocking roller coaster, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't know how she'll react. I think she's a little more dare daredevil-y than most kids, but I'm not sure. I'm interested to see. Did you go to Islands of Adventure um, after they did the Harry Potter kind of makeover? No. Okay, because there was a roller coaster there called the Dueling Dragons. That was awesome. It had a fire and an ice. And eventually toward the end, you like scream at each other. And at the very last minute, you both peel up. And like it looks like, like your feet are going to kick each other. But now yeah. it's it's like a Harry Potter dragon yeah. thing. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Have you yeah, guys ever done one. the haunted uh, theme parks? Like around Halloween where they like convert yeah. theme parks and stuff? I've been really kind of disappointed with with those because you, you just have random people walking around grabbing people it's kind of weird I was saying earlier that there's a really popular one by us I've never gone to it I actually don't care for, for those environments I don't either but I, I've done Halloween Horror Nights at Islands of Adventure one time and it was pretty hilarious because I went with my girlfriend at the time and so all of the scary creepy people would try to target her because she had like her face buried in my shoulder the whole time. And so I was just a conduit for these other people just to scare her. And it was hilarious. And I felt bad a little bit, but she would eventually start laughing. But man, it was so, I don't like horror movies or like purposely scary stuff, but just, just, you know, it's some like 19 year old kid dressed up 
in a bunch of like scraggly looking mummy clothes waiting in some ivy just to reach out and scare some tourists. Like it was, yeah. it was really pretty fun. fun. The funniest thing I ever saw, one of my friends, we went on one of those haunted hay rides and he had a hoodie. So what he did was he sat on his knees facing outwards, hoodie on backwards and then put his arms behind his back. So it looked like he was sitting forwards. And when the guy came up with the, the chainsaw to go, rum, 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 he just reached out and grabbed the guy backwards and the guy freaked out and fell off. <laughs> <laughs> And then I, I caught one. We went to um, uh, what's that? What's that one in Philadelphia? Terror behind the walls. The, the haunted. The, the haunted. It's a. It's a haunted jail cell or or something. The most haunted prison in the U.S. or whatever. And I made I made a guy break character because I said something stupid. <laughs> it's like everybody's every, like there's this all broken down bus and he's. He's like he's just yelling at everybody. He's like, "Get on the bus! Get on the bus!" I was like, "I just fell off the wagon, man!" And he's like, "Get!" Him. Like three other guys started laughing. I was like, "All right, I'm good for this whole trip now." <laughs> what about the what about the fair rides? Do you do the fair type carnival rides at the amusement park, or do you like purposely steer your kids around those? What is that like? The merry-go-round? No, the, like the ones Ferris where you wheel. You, Looks like a giant metal cage, and they spin you, or like do no. like the, the yeah. ones where you win like the giant stuffed animal things. Oh, the games. Games. Yeah, the games, yeah, the games. Oh, did I say rides? Oh yeah, my bad. Like the rides. carnival games. Like we just talked about that. Sorry. Um, it it depends you, if it's cool or not. Because I used to work those at the uh, the point boardwalk, and those things infuriated me. But if it's like a BB gun or something like that, it's fun to just shoot the BB gun. <laughs> I'll let them play maybe a game or two, but I just, I make sure I talk to them before and just don't expect to win. Or, you know, that big thing there, don't expect to win that because they're not designed for you to win that way. Yeah. If you want to play and have fun playing, fine. But, you know, don't, don't think you're winning the, winning the big prize. I'll go on Amazon when I get home. It'll be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, whenever we go there, I actually look at the prices like, okay, how much is this thing actually? How much yeah. money am I, do, you know, I going to be spending? And sometimes I'll also decide based on that. Well, Mark, you brought up the boardwalk. And when we went through Jersey, uh, we went to go find the like the, the arcade to go play skee ball at yeah, Asbury yeah, Park. As, Asbury, yeah. It does not exist. And it has not existed there for a long time. I asked many <laughs> people and they're like, there's never been a skee ball or there's a like a pinball museum. Sean, kind of like how you talked about near where you are. There's one of those places, and it was super fun, that had a single lane of skee-ball. So technically, like in Dogma, I got to play skee-ball in Asbury Park, but that was never a place. Yeah, well, I mean, if you go to really any any place on the boardwalk, any on any boardwalk, there's going to be like a, a, roll, a row of skee-ball places. But not places, but just like machines. Um, but yes, as far as a... An entire building of skee ball. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I doubt it. When I was having my my Kevin Smith tour, and I wanted to go play skee ball where God played skee ball, and it did not exist. Yeah. It was still a fun time. Anything else on uh, theme parks? Any any that you want to visit, visit that you haven't seen yet or gone to? I want to go to Star Wars Land. I want to go to Harry Potter Land. I'm hoping I'll Is get there to, any other lands? I'm hoping I get to Disney World and 
next couple of years. I, I've never been. Well, the, uh, well, wait till my kids are a little bit o- older, and then we'll figure out how to get there and go. I had, I had a fr- had a friend of mine who came out with a bunch of money, and he said, uh, outside of the tickets for his family, which were like three thousand dollars, or to to get down there because you get a tickets there, the flight, and the hotel. He said he spent another five thousand in the park. Oh, outrageous! Yeah, yeah. That guy just didn't say no to anything. Yeah. <laughs> did he? Uh, did he buy a ride? I, yeah, I don't know. No, he got the double cheeseburger at the. <laughs> he... Oh man! He got my father-in-law is trying to set. Or he talked about setting a new like Christmas tradition because he lives down in Titusville, which is uh, where they launch all the NASA rockets. So it's near Orlando, but he wanted all the like extended family to come down there um, for to Disney World for Christmas, and I think like if we paid our way to get down there, they would provide like tickets or something. I don't know how solidified that is right now, but I'm all about that because I'm going straight up to Star Wars World and just ignoring everybody else for Christmas. Daddy's having his experience. No one's ruining it. You wait in line with the other 20,000 people. We went for Christmas time to Disney World. It's really, really cool. That was the first time I had ever gone. It was a couple years ago with Samantha. Actually, it was more than a couple. She was one and a half. Uh, this is like five and a half years ago or so. Um, it's it's pretty cool how they decorate the entire place. Mm-hmm. We went a couple of years ago and it was like eighty five degrees, <laughs> and it was Christmas Eve. It was perfect. I love Florida. I think the, the day after <laughs> Christmas is one of the best days to go to Disneyland here in uh, something something California. See, but Everyone's someone still who grew up in Florida, like Disneyland and Walt Disney World, from what I've seen, are two like driving up to it. If you go to Disneyland, there's like restaurants and like it just looks like town, right? And then there's yeah. like the entrance. It's it's embedded into the city. Mm. I think that's why Walt Disney World exists the way it does. It's it's its own like Isolated. its own city. Well, it's why he did it that way too, because there was yeah. nothing that was fun planned there. Disneyland, they had to because the the Star Wars uh, land they're putting in that they had to take out Toontown. To put in Star Wars land, they don't have any room to expand the park, and they can't buy local city officials and just expand. Seems easy enough. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's more about buying the other property, and it's, a, it's an expensive area. I mean, the land itself is expensive. Not that Disney can't buy it, but it just it's not feasible where they are to expand it. And it's a cost benefit ratio too. Like the Toontown thing is. Probably one of their their least trafficked areas, and I actually can't stand Disneyland anyways, just because it is so crowded. You have so many people. Oh, yeah. We're, it's a high density area, and a lot of people have season passes, so the park is almost always too crowded to really have a, a decent time. That's that, and that's a, that's a big reason why I kind of stay away from some of those places. Is it just I don't like the shoulder the shoulder high impact high density trips, you know. It makes it less fun if you, you know. Well, has there been a park that you have not had that kind of experience? Like I'm, I'm, I've been to King's Dominion when I was a kid, and I remember after after going to all the Florida ones, like King's Dominion being a little more chill. Mm-hmm. Great adventure in the spring and fall is good. The one I went to last week would kind of be that way. It's kind of the, it's kind of the redheaded stepchild of Disneyland because they mm-hmm. are. 
They're three miles away from each other. And it has a water park and it has an old Western theme and it has some, you know, U.S. history stuff um, attached to it. it. It's fun, but it's it's not as flashy as its, uh, as its neighbor. Yeah, Legoland in Florida is kind of that same way. Like, it's not in Orlando proper. It's in Winter Haven, which is probably 20, maybe 30 minutes outside of town. Um, so, And it's not as popular as the Disneys and Universals and stuff like that. Where you can get multiple passes for multiple things, like Legoland's kind of, you know, isolated and it's kind of singular. But there's not a lot of people usually there. They have some pretty decent rides, and you can bring Publix food in there and eat it. They like I like that option. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can you can bring your own food or drink into anywhere as long as you try hard enough. <laughs> so, you guys geeking out about anything this week? Comic Con trailers. There have been a bunch. Yep. I'm not they sure how I feel I mean, about some of them. All right, I want it. Shazam. I want your opinions. I, I liked it. I like it. I think I liked it. I I I am so gun shy with DC movies, just because the the most of the time the trailers have looked good. Sure. And then you go see the movie, and it's kind of meh. I think Levi looks good. I think I think if they keep the humor and stay heavy on the on the humor, but have it make sense, I think that'll be a fun movie. I don't know if it's going to make a ton of money, but at least it won't be. Hopefully, it'll run more along the lines of Wonder Woman than it does Suicide Squad. Just yes, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. What about Aquaman? I think they're going to try to do uh, Aquaman the same way, right? Aquaman I'll give it a shot. Lighter. It looks it looks lighter. I'll give it a shot. Was it just me, or did that look like two separate movies? The the visual look in that trailer what, didn't seem consistent. Like half of it. Seemed, it's still it's still really early on too, so I wouldn't read too far into that. No, it just like the creative vision. Like half the trailer, like the last half seemed like really nice, clean and pristine, and the first seemed like this weird gritty overlay in every single scene. I don't know if they're doing that purposely. I have a feeling that they're going to use that to kind of distinguish between the two different. Whatever the world, like two different worlds yeah. or sides. It was, I don't know, it was a little bit strange. There was James Cameron was producing a movie about the girl who was the robot with the big eyes. Yes, Battle Angel Alita. Yeah, that looks that, super that, cool. That was that was an anime, and that was a fairly graphic anime, from what I remember. Um, but yeah, that does. Like, I think the the fight scenes in that are going to be something that we haven't really seen before just because there's those like half a second speed ups where the, the cyborg part kicks in the, to kick someone across the room or that one scene where she grabs, she reaches around the back of the guy, grabs him by the back mm-hmm. of the neck and then slams his head down into the table. Just the movement in that was really unique and, and something I haven't, I don't think they've tried to animate before, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, th- I think that's going to, I hope that's going to be cool. And then, uh, what else was there? Godzilla. I didn't watch that trailer. It, I, I don't mm-hmm. much care about the human aspect of Godzilla, <laughs> but I mean, they, they did break out everybody for this one. There were some moments I thought were cool. But King Ge- King Gehedra? Yeah. That looks pretty cool. I just like the reveal on the ice. Yeah. That was cool too. Although I think the the 
the plot line might be a little weird. How we're a vi- we're a, we're the Matrix virus, and the Earth is developing the fever. Although I did I did like the idea that the the monsters were the original Titans. That's kind of neat. I forget what else was out. I'm surprised we didn't see anything from Captain Marvel. Isn't that coming out soon? It's coming next, next year. Next year. Like early, yeah, but first half, isn't it? Yeah. I think they want to keep Infinity War Two is coming out in what March? Yeah, I think they're still keeping things under wraps until they they announce more about the next Infinity War movie, which we should have a a name for the movie soon. That's kind of what we've been waiting on. The DVD comes out next month. (laughs) The trailer will be in the DVD. That would actually be really cool. Yeah. Oh, there's one thing I am geeking out about. Uh, the Lego Voltron showed up today. I was about to say that. <laughs> it looks spectacular. I watched a little YouTube featurette from Lego about the designer and how they made it. And they made the pieces articulate like they actually did when they came together to form Voltron in the original cartoon. Like, the the engineering part and then the super like cool kid cartoon part of me is a loving just the box and just the images on the back. Like I wanted to put it together today. I wanted to like stop making your, your silly YouTube videos and let's just put together this Lego set real quick, but we didn't, but it looks amazing. Yeah. I'm really, that, that, that is a set that looks really great. They did just release. What did they say? I think I saw the, I forget there was, there was new, uh, there was other new uh, Lego sets. See, we talked about the Hogwarts. There's the Hogwarts castle. Hogwarts looks beautiful. Yeah. That looks really cool. There's the Bugatti. The Actually, yeah, like that was three hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, somebody, somebody I saw on my uh, on my Instagram feed is making a rear light kit for the Bugatti. Yeah, you can buy it. It's aftermarket. You can buy it on Amazon. And there's one for the Porsche also. The Technic had a Porsche set. You can do the same thing. Make a little LED taillight uh, mod for it. I am geeking out. Let's see. Before we left for our trip, I got two little things. Uh, we saw The Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. You guys seen that? No, I've wanted to. It looks good. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's mm. worth it. It's got some moments you're like, what? Who thought of this? You're crazy. But I enjoyed it. Catherine, I think, enjoyed it. We, uh, Yeah, John Krasinski, I guess, helped screenwrite it, and he directed it. He directed it, yeah. Yeah. He looks um, like Zachary Levi. <laughs> but they, the uh, monsters, they showed them a fair amount. They were pretty cool. It was nice. It was a good semi-original kind of movie. And usually I don't go for like the horror kind of things, but it was more along the lines of like signs. Hmm. So I it's think more, more like, like a, th- more like a thriller than a horror. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, the other thing I'm geeking out about, there's one other place we visited here in Cape Cod. Uh, it's called the French cable museum. And it's the, it was a, um, telegraph, station that they built in I think 1890 let's see yeah in 1897 
they uh, laid a cable from France to Orleans, Massachusetts, to send telegraph signals. And when Charles Lindbergh first reached Paris when he was doing the transatlantic flight, that message came through that cable and arrived there before it got distributed everywhere else in the U.S., which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> and there were some other uh, – any communication, they said, like for – uh, World War One to the Allies, they went through this cable. And during World War II, uh, there was apparently a submarine that attacked a barge off of the coast or something. Uh, it was like one of the only times um, another country has attacked U.S. soil. And they were, they were saying that they suspected they were trying to sink the barges so they would l- sever the cable underneath to cut off communication uh, with, you know, World War II and the Allies and stuff. So that was kind of cool. Uh, it's kind of like the predecessor to the Internet in a way. And the neat thing about this um, building is they had all the original equipment was still there. And they showed, like, how their uh, telegraph messaging kind of apparatus evolved. And they had all the older ones, and they showed all the different advances. And, oh, then they came up with this idea. Then they had this idea. And then eventually, before they were shut down in, like, the mid-50s, they had a typewriter that you would just type normal QWERTY keyboard, and it would actually automatically Type on the other side. Yeah, it would punch the – it had, like, a strip of paper. And actually, they let you do it. They still had some of the paper Hmm. there. And this says Samantha um, in Morse code. But it's like a special kind of Morse code that they had to develop where they could just – the only signal they could send was based on voltage. So if the voltage was positive, it was a a dot, and if the voltage was negative, it was a dash. So it was like basically a waveform that they would send through the cable, and this Hmm. is like a visual indication of that. So S, I'm showing the camera, S, A is a dot and a dash, two dashes, M, and, and so forth to spell Samantha. So I thought that was pretty neat that they let you do that and you, you get to mess with the original equipment and it was really cool. I was geeking out pretty hardcore. <laughs> Super neat. Yeah. So if you're ever in the area of Cape Cod, make sure you look up the French Cable Station Museum. I'm geeking out that I finally got a little bit of momentum on my YouTube videos. I released one last week and I have another one that's filmed and I'm hoping to get out by this week. And even more than all of that is I received that box from Josh that has the snapships. So I'm working on putting together that video I'll be filming really soon too. Nice. Initial thoughts? I love it. It is, it's a ton of fun. I only spent about five minutes with it so far. Um, and I haven't shown the kids yet, but I'm going to have them play with it for a little bit too. <laughs> and I have a lot of cool recommendations and things I want to talk about with it. So all that will be in the video. Should be fun. Cool. All right, well, we'd love to hear from all of you. Go ahead and visit the website, makinggeeks.com. Check out the contact page. And if you have any questions or suggestions for the show, just put them right there and send them to us. And right there on the homepage of the website, you can listen to all of our past episodes, including this one when we post it this Saturday, right there on makinggeeks.com. And you can find us on all the social medias on Instagram, at makinggeekspodcast, and on Twitter and Facebook, at makinggeeks. And I'd like to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash making geeks for keeping this show afloat with their financial contributions. And I'd like to thank our top patron, Mr. Seth Williams, who I got to hang out with recently at Mr. Rouleau's slip and slide party, which I mentioned earlier. 
in the episode. Uh, it was good to see you, buddy. And uh, thanks for being a top patron, as usual. If you'd like to dethrone Seth, head over to patreon.com slash makinggeeks and put your money where your mouth is. I don't know. Where your ears are? Yeah. Hmm. All right. (laughs) And if you'd like to find out more about what we're individually working on, you can check out Wes at geeksmithing.com. Check out Sean's work at geekbuilders.net. Mark's work is all over asylum-3d.com. And you can find everything that I'm doing at thepiworkshop.com or I like to make stuff.com. It's on there too. And we'd like to thank everybody for hanging out with us this week. Hopefully, this spurred a little bit of uh, nostalgia or some future plans where you can take you and yours to go ride some roller coasters and go have fun. And we'd like to thank everybody for hanging out in the live chat on YouTube. Uh, if you don't know, uh, every Thursday at 9, 930 ish, we <laughs> yeah we broadcast live on YouTube and then we release the audio every Saturday. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, babies. Babies take priority, man. So if you want to come hang out and have some lively chat with some friends, come on over to our YouTube channel at Making Geeks. Is it Making Geeks podcast or just Making Geeks? You can find it either way. Just search for it. It'll there come you up. Go. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned every Saturday or come tune in every Thursday, like I mentioned. And we all hope you have a fantastic week. Yay. Let's try that again.